This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Okay, so I'm speaking to Rich Pollen from the Swindon Town podcast, The Lone Stranger. Rich is going to be giving us a lowdown on what to expect on Blackpool's new signing, Keishi Anderson. I hope I've pronounced that name right. So, um, yeah, Rich, thanks for coming on. Um, first off, congratulations on your league title, and we'll, we'll be seeing you next season. Hello, and thank you very much. I mean, I've been calling him Keishi Anderson for three years, so if I've been saying it wrong, well, I do apologise to Keishi. <laughs> He's got quite. I think he's got quite a long name. I was looking him up on um, on Wiki, and he's got yeah, quite a lot of uh, strange. It's like a mixture of I don't know. Is it Nigerian heritage with English names? Keishi Stewart, Onu Linkia, Ade Kuntabo Anderson. So it's, it's a bit of a mixed bag. Yeah, you don't want to you don't want to uh, linger on some of those syllables, do you? But uh, the I think he's Luton born of Nigerian yeah. Irish background, <laughs> which explains the Stuart, I think. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I spoke to Keshi on my podcast about a month and a half ago, and before he had left the club, and it was very very interesting. He's a very interesting guy, in fact. So hopefully, I'll be able to provide you some insight. Into uh, into what could be a very good signing. Yeah, right, cool. Right, so we'll get a bit of a backstory about um, yourself, your show, and Swindon. So, the first thing I noticed on your podcast, it's called the Lone Stranger. What's that all about? What's the backstory on your name? It, it's called the Loathed Stranger. Oh, is it the Loathed? Loathed, as in to dislike. Even better, pray tell. <laughs> Um, well, it's quite pretentious, um, but I stand by it. So uh, it's a direct quote from Nick Hornby's book, Fever Pitch. And there's a chapter in that book where Nick Hornby goes to watch Arsenal play in the 1969 League Cup final against Swindon Town, which was supposed to be, of course, a comprehensive victory for Arsenal. But it turned out to be Swindon Town's greatest 120 minutes. And he talks about when he's at Wembley that when Swindon take the lead, he looks around and sees all the Swindon fans with their stupid Wiltshire accents. And he he mentions that he'd never loathed strangers more than that moment. And that's that's where the title comes from. Cool. Well, that's a very tenuous link, isn't it? But yeah, it's original because we were, when I first, first started this show up, it was just called the Seasiders Podcast. It was a 
a very simple name, but yeah, a lot. It's a lot more hipster, isn't it, to give it a very uh, tenuous link these days, or give it a, a a bit of something a bit off the wall. I was thinking of renaming mine, but you know, I think it's it's stuck now. We've been here for too long, so yeah. There's nothing tenuous about it. It's a whole chapter of someone in the League Cup final. What you're talking about? Um, no, it is very hipster, and where you know how better to be hipster by going to the the birthplace of you know modern hipster football that is Fever Pitch. Uh, yeah, Lone Strangers was, seemed like a good idea at the time until you start getting players from overseas to try and pronounce it for plugging the podcast. So when I had Jan Fjortoft on, I asked him to do a plug because, you know, he's very well known, not just to Swindon fans, but just generally now because of his social media uh, presence. And he just could not say Lone Strangers <laughs> at all. And the more I say it, the more I struggle with it, to be you honest. You know, um, the first thing I think of when I think of Swindon Town is Jan Auger Fjortoft. He's quite, quite synonymous, right. isn't quite he? Right. Uh, yeah, and Glenn Hoddle yeah. as well. Glenn Hoddle was... Um, oh, yes. Yeah, and Glenn Hoddle was the first great player that when I was a kid and I saw Glenn Hoddle play, that's the first player I ever saw and when that guy is very, very good. You know, yeah. we had some good players in that era, but the first player, the vision, the way he just looked cool with his shirt and tucked his socks down. And Jan Bjortov, his achievement is even better because he played for one and three quarter seasons for Swindon and we got relegated in both, but he's still absolutely adored by Swindon fans. Yeah. So, and you know, if, you, if you can do that, you can do anything. Yeah. I mean, Glenn Hoddle was, he was my footballing idol. He was like you say, he was the the first sort of football player that I looked at and thought, wow, what a player, you know? And I think a lot of people about our age kind of grew up with him, with him as the, um, your, your role model, as it were, but yeah, yeah. and Fjortoft again. It's like it's strange, isn't it? The first thing you think of wouldn't swim. It's Fjortoft. So yeah, I remember your season in the sun in the Premier League. We've been there as well. So yeah, yeah. we're in we're in good company, aren't we? Yeah. So um, a hundred goals, though, did you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm very proud of. Yeah, you've you've been promoted and you've gone up as champions this season. Um, obviously, on a points per game basis. So obviously, you're very pleased about your your league title but does the way it's been won take the gloss on it gloss off it slightly and you obviously deserve it though so I was looking at your your record and you've been top for the past five months so fully deserved yeah I think you've just summed it up quite well there but you know I'm going to ramble on we would have gone up I am absolutely convinced of that we would have got automatic promotion I don't think I you know you can you know fans of Cheltenham and Exeter might sort of say, well, you know, we could have caught him up. And mathematically, yeah, they could have. But there was nothing to suggest that Swindon's form was going to fall off a cliff anytime soon. Richie Wellens did a very good job of when there were bumps in the roads, he put an end to it pretty quickly by one rocky period in October. What I'm not entirely convinced, though, is that we would have won the league. I do think that would have been much, much tougher. I think crew were very consistent and Plymouth you just couldn't get rid of Plymouth all season long you know Swindon would go on these remarkable runs of winning and then still only be two three points ahead so it was a very competitive top three and although I'm very happy that we won the trophy it doesn't feel the same Mm. we had a virtual bus tour on BBC Radio Wiltshire um, this evening and I've got to be honest in terms of virtual bus tours it was one of the most miserable experiences I've ever listened to what how did that work then just over audio was it 
Yeah, well, they did. They did a Facebook um, uh, live stream put it on Facebook live stream. Yeah, and they had a few fans on there, a few players, Richie Wellens. But what I was hoping for, I guess, was a retrospective of the of this season. You know, a few behind the scenes moments and things like that. What it just turned out to be was just the the journalists trying to get scoops. Really, so Sean Hodgett's long term radio commentator just saying just listing all our players that are either out of contract or, or you know, known players that we want back, including Blackpool target Jerry Yates and every response by Richie Wellens, which is true to form, was kind of negative. Richie Wellens is the king of just playing things down. He will make everything sound like the end of the world. Does he really? So when he, so, so when he does make a few signings they just feel like absolute blockbusters yeah, he's, uh, he's managing your expectations by the he's sound exactly of it exactly right but football fans don't necessarily click on to that straight away they just see doom and gloom <laughs> and heaven knows we've had plenty of that at Swindon so I, I, I guess that's forgivable right so you've mentioned Richie Wellens there um, which is very well known to the people of Blackpool um, a former midfield maestro for us um, he really was a, a key player and a playmaker and um a lot of our success in the lower leagues and he, he was a very attractive football not attractive as in physically he looked a bit like Ashley off Corey didn't he and it sounds like him as well sounds like him yeah so he was the linchpin of our midfield and very creative player is that reflected in the style of football that you've seen under his tenure at Swindon Oh man, the day Richie Wellens leaves Swindon Town will be a very sad day. I have drunk the Kool-Aid that is Richie Wellens' style and philosophy. Uh, Richie Wellens, as a player, my main memory of him is for us Southerners, we always wanted, every League One team wanted Richie Wellens in the centre of their midfield, but he kept on joining teams like Blackpool and Doncaster and things like that. clubs of similar of similar sort of quality at the time were like we'll just get Richie Wellens in but this was a guy who was very much northern liked to stick to his Manchester base and he's still very much the same now um, I was very surprised when we appointed him because I was like really won't go south of Birmingham you know mm. and because of the way football is if you want to be a manager in this in this in this industry you've got to travel um does he still live up north? Do you know? Or is yeah, he... he's based in Manchester. Right, okay. He's in Manchester, and then he'll have he'll have some sort of rented accommodation in in Swindon. He always says because they always ask him in these phone-ins, "What what do you like about Swindon and what do you like about Wiltshire?" And he's like, "I drive to training, I watch football, and then I go back to my flat." You know, there's, there's a couple of restaurants in Old Town that he likes. You know, or maybe just the one. Um, yeah, I mean, Richie Wellens' philosophy is not too dissimilar from what you will be hearing about Critchley's um, philosophy that he's bringing from Liverpool, which makes the transfer, some of the quotes that have emerged since Anderson joined Blackpool, quite interesting, which, you know, for Swindon fans will just point towards the fact that Keshi and Richie fell out a year ago and somehow they managed to maintain a professional relationship, but... I, I do think there's no love, right. no love lost there. Mm, that's interesting. It'll be good to have Richie back at Bloomfield Road. Anyway, I had a do you think kind of before. I think it was when he was on the verge of retirement. I had a bit of a conversation with him on Twitter, a bit of a toing and froing. And um, it's it's strange really because when he left Blackpool, everyone kind of hated him whenever he came back. 
Um, I think it's because he kind of forced his move through. But upon reflection, we, we can't blame him for wanting to to move. Um, I don't know if you know anything about the Oysters, but yeah, it's pretty mm-hmm. horrific club to play for back then. So Richie's forced to move out of the club after five years. You know, he was a good servant. Yeah, and he'd always come in for a lot of stick. Whoever he played for, I think it was, I think it was Doncaster we were playing on Leicester one game, and um, it was Charlie Adams' first game on loan, and um, there was a lot of banter between Richie and the, the crowd, and he was coming in for a lot of stick and sticking up for himself. And anyway, the ball's gone off for a throw in, and Charlie Adams gone up to him and he's he stamped on his uh, inner groin when he was on the floor, got instant red card, and Charlie, Charlie's become a cult, cult hero after that. And that was his introduction to the uh, and I was I was to and fro with Richie in a conversation and I think I mentioned it towards the end and he didn't like it. <laughs> he really didn't like it. I was like said something about the incident in a jokey manner, but yeah, he got the ump. So yeah. Be good to I see him a, back um, in. Yeah, I did a live episode of the podcast at Swindon with Richie Wellens and his assistant manager and goalkeeper coach. And I put on the the big screen footage of him getting sent off for Blackpool against Swindon during his career, which he took with good humour. Um, and he, he still hasn't forgiven Sammy Igo for... Um, oh, I remember that. that. Yeah. I remember two, that. Two draw, I think it was, yeah. On the yeah. Wednesday up there. Sammy but, Igo, yeah, sure. God, yeah. Funny. Yeah. So you'll be playing League One football next season, so we will be mm. reacquainting ourselves. Um, what do you think, or how do you think you're going to do next season? And what... What players should we be looking out for? Yeah, I, I can answer that definitively. I have absolutely no idea. Um, it's a really weird time for all football teams mm. at the moment because in in terms of pre-season, I, I can't figure out where we're at. And I don't think Swindon know either. It kind of, I think we're sort of at late May, early June in terms of equivalence um, instead of what feels like should be the end of pre-season. We're, we're right in that boring spell where the players are on holiday and, and nothing is happening except for Mansfield Town signing half of League Two and then, you know, just before their impending doom. But Swindon's future really does, does ride on... When, when you get promoted from League Two, you want the gang to stay together, right? You want to keep mm. the core, especially during the current climate you want to keep as many players at the club for as long as possible one because the vibe is good and two is because the transfer market's a little messy so you you kind of hope that it's the course days and then we just get five loans in and a couple of free transfers fine that's what we do pretty much every year um but this this time it will hurt swindon fans if you know, several more players go, you know, losing Keshi, we've lost, we've, we've just been losing Owen Doyle this week, he obviously scored 20 plus goals in a short space of time. Um, Is he the ex-Preston player? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 Owen Doyle's uh, the ex-Preston guy who broke, well, he equaled uh, all-time goal-scoring record in terms of goals per game, okay. the record that mm. was about 100 years old. He did a very, very good job, but it was a very temporary. He did what needs to be done. So there's no, you know, there's no ill feeling behind that. If you get offered a three-year contract at Bolton on more money and it's close to your Liverpool base, you go. Yeah. Jerry Yates would be the perfect replacement for Owen. Um, there has been a bid for him by another club. It could well be Blackpool. Um, Blackpool have been linked to him. He's he's, a, he's very good as Jerry. Not a glamour name, but he's very popular. He's got great personality, and he's he's had a great year with Swindon. 
Sunan's still hoping we can convince Rotherham to accept a, a lower bid that's probably going to be structured to hell um, with add-ons and percentages. Mm. And then after that, really, we've got a good core. We've got uh, we've got a good we've got Paul Caddis and Rob Hunt who play right and left back. They're committed for next year. That's good. Richie Wellens has done very well in the transfer. Time for a quick break in proceedings to say if you're enjoying this content and want to say thanks for the pods, please consider joining our Patreon support program. Starting from the price of a pint per month, Patreon allows you to contribute towards our production costs, gear upgrades and our drinks tab at the dog. Your support will ultimately make the show bigger, better and I like eating a tin of prunes more regular. You'll also get extra stuff in return like all the podcasts before general release, backstage access to us and our guests exclusive Patreon-only shows, and other random bits and pieces. So head on over to patreon.com forward slash pod to find out more and hopefully sign up. Market, And that's probably largely down to the fact that Paul Jewell does a lot of the transfer work, believe it or not, mm, okay. and Bradford manager. He's the guy that does the, uh, mm. the negotiations, and he's done very, very well indeed. You know, I wouldn't want him managing the club because he's a bit old school, but he seems to have the, mm. the, uh, the gift of the gab and there's definitely been a link towards him being at the club and Swindon getting people like Zeki Friars signing. Zeki Friars was, you know, really well liked by Sir Alex Ferguson and very much well liked when he went down to Spurs via Belgium and somehow it hasn't worked out for him. He's ended up with us. He did very well. But will he be here next year? No idea. I've got no idea how next season will go. I didn't know this time next, last year either because Wellens does his transfer stuff really late on deliberately because that's he'll he'll happily negotiate to the death and and find some late loan bargains and things like that. So fingers crossed he'll do the same again. I've, I've got faith. I don't think we'll struggle. I don't think we'll be top of the league. But tra- traditionally, historically, Swindon Town are a third tier football team, so it is good to be back. Mm. Yeah. So I don't think the the gap is that great between the top half of League 2 and League 1 in general to be honest there's yeah. it's much of a muchness but I think the chasm between League 1 and the Championship's getting wider and wider and obviously the Premier League even wider more wide so yeah hopefully you'll be doing okay right let's move on to Mr Anderson in our uh, on our website he's been described as an attacking an exciting attack minded player now, could you elaborate on his best position and what can we expect from him? Yeah, so Keshi will prefer to be centrally positioned just behind the number nine. So I guess like a number 10 he would like to be. He does not like playing on the wing. Um, he can play on the wing and he can be quite effective on the wing, but he does not like playing on the wing. That's his words, not mine. He put, he gets himself in the right position. So when you guys saw the montage of Kesti Anderson's season, you would have seen a, a few of his goals were pouncing from rebounds or loose balls. And that was no fluke or coincidence. He puts himself in the right place and he doesn't, you know... A fox in the box kind of player. He can be. He wasn't... I mean, that was Doyle for us last year, but he will gobble up, you know, any any afters if, if he can. If he, if he can. The biggest problem that we had with Keshi, though, that season was fitness. Simple as that. We had him for three seasons. That season, just gone, was his best by far. But unfortunately, he did suffer a couple of uh, lengthy injuries, which 
when players leave, that's the thing that we latch onto, right? That's the things that we sort of like, oh, instead of just bemoaning his departure, we're like, well, he did lose, miss out 15, 20% of the. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for the award winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Season, so you know it's no major loss, but he just scored out his first hat-trick for us against Cambridge and that was the moment where he should have really kicked on and then he got injured. And that right. was the story of a swim. What was the injury? Anyways. Was it a bad one? Nothing, nothing, out of, nothing out of the ordinary. Nothing crazy. I think it might be muscle. Can't really remember... But it wasn't a cruise, double cruciate ligament or no, anything like that. No, 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 no. <laughs> nothing like that. Nothing, nothing, nothing crazy. Um, but little, little minor things that just always seem to happen with Keshi. I mean, we had him for three seasons: one predominantly on loan, um, and then the second and third. And what was so impressive about Keshi Anderson in 2019, 2020, was he managed to win the fans over after two not so great years, fine years, not outrageous, but he definitely didn't win the fans over for a long, long time. And, you know, this is somebody who Richie Wellens went on the record a year ago and this week by saying he was our highest earner at the club. And, and, you know, that's the sort of thing. It's a bold move by Richie disclosing yeah. that. Yeah. Well, he, he said it a year ago when they fell out, they had a very public. No, that's why he no said it. Then. That. Yeah. So he, that's why he said it. He was really keen to get rid he, um, Keshi didn't go on the Spain uh, trip with the squads. He was kept back with a couple of first-year pros to just do weights in the gym, etc. But no bid came in for him because he didn't have a strong second season. And then on the opening day, he started and scored. Or, well, he certainly scored anyway. And then after that, seemed to go very well for him. But I, I don't think they fully healed those wounds. Oh, I, okay. think, uh, so, uh, I think, you know... Is, is he the type of player then that sort of plays off the line where you're playing balls into him um, rather than uh, a hold-up type of uh, striker where you, he's holding the ball up and bringing others into play, or is he... I think he's got all of it. Is, it, is, he, is he good at holding the ball up? Or, yeah, he yeah. can hold the ball up. Yeah. One of my, I think our best goal that season started with him putting a lovely touch and he did a back heel to Rob Hunt, who then fed Doyle, who put it into the top corner. He can do, he's, he's really, really quite good when he wants to be. And that's not saying that he doesn't have the right attitude. It's just sometimes it just doesn't work in your favour, does it? And he had a lot of that at Swindon. But when when it clicked with Keshi, that montage that Blackpool released, mm. you know, that's, that's not propaganda. That is what he's capable of. He can also bloody hit as well. He's got a couple of rasping goals um, over the years. One at Grimsby, we, we lost the game. So 
kind of always disregard great goals in games that we've lost. Um, <laughs> do, but, yeah. they, they kind of just like couldn't give a damn about them. You know, you know, it was good. But we lost it, so you know, who cares? But he, he, he can hit it. He scored one against Cambridge, I think it was Cambridge, and it was just lovely. Um, but I, it's just really, it's kind of bittersweet with, with, with Keshi for me because he, he finally got to where we needed him to be and then he left. So, you know, so I think. Yeah, how how did that go down then? I'm just jumping to one of my later questions. Mm. So I'll bring that one in. Um, it says on Wikipedia that he's declined his con- new contract off and took to social media to announce he was leaving the club mm-hmm. upon the expiry yeah. of his contract. Can't imagine that went down particularly well with the fan base. You wouldn't thought so, would you? But it wasn't too bad. Mm. Um, pretty much everybody was offered contracts and a lot of fans were kind of like, well, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see what sort of contracts they are because, you know, when our top scorer is talking about how sort of derisory his contract offer is, one can only imagine that the contract offers to some of the, the other players would have been, wouldn't have been that great either. Um, he was offered a new deal. It, he was probably one of the players that was the most likely to leave. He did tell me on my podcast that it looked like he was sticking around, but he said it with a very devilish laugh. So I do listen back to that now and wonder whether he was having me on, on that one. And my response isn't like, hooray. It's, it's very like, okay, all right. I get you. Um, the fan reaction on Twitter was generally really good, to be honest. We just won the title. So, you know, that's always, that's always in the mind. He arrived at Swindon when we were in our first season in League Two, having been relegated, and he left with us promoted. So probably a year or two later than we would have liked, but it was job done, and I think that was the general consensus, plus the fact that he'd been injured for such a large part, plus the fact that we all knew he had his falling out with, with Richie Wellen, so it's not hugely surprising. Right, okay, yeah, so you're kind of expecting it then. So, so was he an integral part of your side last season and how, how badly will he be missed if that was the case? I don't think he was integral, but it was good when he was in there. So, we won the league, we in a position where we were PPG champions and for a large segment of that he wasn't in the excitement, um, which, was, which, which is what we like, isn't it, as football fans? That's what we want to see. Um, and and that's what that's what I'll remember him for that season. I, I don't think he made our podcasts eleven. We did a we did a starting eleven. Top still going. Sorry, yeah. um, we did a starting eleven of the season, and he didn't make that eleven. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but that that you know he, he had some pretty stiff competition in in that respect. That's not saying that we didn't rate him. That was purely down to the fact that he missed so much of it. Right, okay. So what do you think Neil Critchley sees in him, um, given that we're going to be playing this, air quotes, Liverpool way uh, next season? Which thing he's seen something that can make him slot straight into that system, given you obviously play something similar under Richie Wellens? I think you've just hit the nail on the head. I think Critchley or scouts have seen that Swindon play a similar brand to what he wants. Not saying it'll be identical or, or anything like that, but if you a player in League 2 doing something similar to what you want and Keshi Anderson was a very promising young player at Crystal Palace so maybe he would have known through his network mm. contact 
that he has this potential. Owen recently sort of said on my podcast that he was asked which member of the Swinner squad would be most likely in the Premier League in the future. He answered without missing a beat, Keshi Anderson. So, you know, he's got this absolute huge levels of potential which someone's got to get out of him and Richie Williams did very well to get what he could out of him maybe Critchley can get more um, but this is what goes back to at the start Critchley and Williams aren't too far each away from each other in terms of philosophy which what made the comments by Keshi Anderson very amusing when he says um, he wants to come in and play this brand of football um, when he already had that pretty much at Swindon. Mm. Um, I suppose but, it's a know, stock answer for all our new signings. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I, I do think Keshi Anderson, one thing that really impressed me about him when I spoke to him is he's, he's, he's no fool. He's a very intellectually minded player when it comes to football. He knows his stuff. He knows his tactics. He's a student of the game. You know, wouldn't surprise me if he goes into coaching afterwards. You know, you know, sometimes you get lost behind this sort of like London Luton accent, but behind, you know, is the accent which sort of fools a lot of people, you know, unfairly. It's a very quite bright football-minded oh, okay. player. And then that, that really impressed me about him. Over anything that I learned from doing that recording was was his, uh, I think some one of the stupid questions that we ask at the end, I say stupid for any of my listeners that somehow stumbled across, it's not stupid, it's, this, it's listeners' questions. Um, I think the question was, what would you, what would your talent be if you're on Britain's Got Talent or something like that? And he, and he replied with, uh, it just gets tactics brought out. You know, probably wouldn't be great entertainment TV-wise, but he's got confidence in his, in his tactical now. Right, okay. But, That's really interesting. After... Um... Maybe you could put him in touch with us and we'll have a chat with him if he's up for that. That'd be quite interesting. Could make this a uh, a double header, the Keshi Anderson uh, segment, as it were. Right, yeah, that's quite interesting. Right, have I got anything else? Finally, uh, Richie Wellens has been quoted today as saying that another club's bid for Jerry Rates. Uh, it's rumoured to be us, as we've just said. 14 goals in 31 appearances for you, a very decent return. Um, could you tell us a bit about Jerry Yates and whether he'd make the uh, the black, uh, would he would he be a good signing for Blackpool? What yeah, he'd be, a, he'd be a very bloody good signing. Oh, for right, Blackpool. brilliant! And that's 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 the big problem. So the, the secret to the success of Jerry Yates is he scored fourteen goals, and a lot of those, a lot of his season was played out of position, playing more wide, where Doyle was the vocal point in the middle. Yates was pushed to the side and there was a stat for a large part of the season that whenever Doyle didn't play or when Yates played up top, he scored in every game. He's a very enthusiastic footballer. He's very infectious personality-wise. He he just, again, ticks all the boxes that you really want. And, you know, part of the downside of being decent in League Two is that when you want to sign players that have played for you for a season, they get interest from elsewhere that have better budgets or just work with the lifestyle. I mean, he's a he's a Doncaster boy who plays for Rotherham. Rotherham have gone into the Championship. He has played in the Championship. Um, so it all depends on what Warren wants. For Rotherham, he plays right. for Rotherham in the Championship. Mostly he utilises a sub, but he's been there. Um, of course, they've gone he, up again, haven't they? So hopefully yeah, his chances ahead. will be limited. Well, that's what we said, and that's what we expect. <laughs> but it's, it's just not; it, it might not go to Swindon. If Swindon get him, it's purely because he, he's he's got mates down in Swindon, and Rotherham have have accepted a bid that's less than what 
another team have. Right. You know, there's still hope from Swindon side of things, but Jerry Yates is more exciting for me than Keshi Anderson. And Keshi Anderson's a pretty, pretty good signing, to be fair. Um, but Jerry Yates' potential is, is very strong. But, you know, that, that happens. Wellens worked really hard to get Yates to Swindon, and I couldn't understand it at the time. Because when you see, like, Rotherham youngster who's sort of made a very brief impact at Carlisle, you sort of wonder, like, well, what does he see in him? That's why he's a professional football manager, and I'm not, because he hit the ground running. And, you know, he was brilliant all the way through. And Swindon fans were more desperate for him to return than, than Owen Doyle. Um, really? January, you know, oh, we would have had no issue with Doyle not coming back. Of course, Doyle was brilliant. Absolutely, insanely great season. But as a, as a long term, Jerry Yates coming back was definitely, definitely on the radar of Swindon fans more than Owen Doyle. And Owen Doyle talks highly, so highly of, of, of Jerry Yates as well and he can understand all the fuss about him when 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 Jerry was doing an equally more impressive job he just wasn't the vocal point and therefore not scoring the goals it's widely accepted that Jerry would have put the majority of those away as well so you know Jerry Yates moving to a league one club that isn't Swindon will will hurt will hurt yeah so so where does the majority of Jerry Yates goals comes from is he good at sticking crosses in or is he one of these players that plays on through balls? Because I, I asked this question because we've got this player called Liam Feeney. He's a winger and yeah. he's absolutely superb winger and he, he made a lot of goals for Armand Nangelé last season. So um, I mean, he could be on the end. If we've got a, we have got this brilliant winger, he puts superb balls into the box. So is, yeah, is he that kind of player that will thrive in that Jerry will be a man for, yeah Jerry will be a man for that so yeah it pains me to say but that, that sounds like a nice formula uh, to get the good stuff out of out of Jerry Yates goals wise it, it is what it is with football right you know so when it comes to lower league football I've, I've got no major expectations that players stick around for a year two years they move on to the next one but um, that's exactly right Jerry can got a great first touch one goal against crew was was absolutely you know just one touch bam top of the roof of the net lovely you can also he was very good in the counter attack so if you're if you can if you've got pacey wingers he'll 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 get to he'll be at the end of any any counter attack as well right. uh he is he's he's a hidden gem even though like he was like some like second top scorer in the division last year equally with others um he just because of the Owen Doyle form he just was un- off the radar for large parts of it but not with Swindon fans right. he, was, he was very good one one of our, my co-presenters on this pod um, Nick he he sent us all a message on uh, WhatsApp earlier today oh yeah we're, we're, there's rumours we're after Jerry Yates and yeah, he was really excited about it now we were like well yeah who is he that yeah. good sort of thing yeah. but yeah I've had hate, this conversation I that response <laughs> yeah. I hate that response from fans when when sort of Swindon and, and Vale player and the first person is just someone says who and you just think that's on you if you don't know who that footballer is that's your fault not the football club um, no that's something that really winds me up no Jerry's Jerry's great it's been a kind of a running joke over the last year really that you know when the more credible in the know sort of journalists are forever linking Swindon players to Blackpool and I think when when Keshi went up there, uh, 
Good and friends was just like, oh, of course. And you were linked to Kane Woolery, who still hasn't signed a new contract with Swindon either. And he's an attacking player who tends to play on the wing for us as well. Um, and whether, you know, and he's very good friends with Keshi. So, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if Look, it sounds like getting off your Keshi, team. Kane and Joe. Oh, don't. It, it, that, that, we had a really weird rivalry last year with Bradford over the, the Doyle recall and things like that. And we really don't want it again with another team where <laughs> fans just, you know, like um, those football fans that's, that choose to stand right by the away end. So when, they, when the home team scores, they can just pile yeah, yeah, it on yeah, towards, yeah. towards five fans from Morecambe who just do not care. <laughs> And um, and that's what Twitter is, right? That's what social media is. It's just full of people that just want to go running to the away end and flip the Vs. And then hopefully it reverses and it's just so <laughs> dull and tedious. But I can see Blackpool being that next year. So you know, we end up with, with what could have been our front three. <laughs> and um, one of the famous, we always used to chant, Richie, what's the score? Richie, Richie, what's the score? <laughs> so I've got visions of that happening now if we... Uh, if we sign off your team and we beat you so that'll that'll get him but yeah it'll be something to look forward to anyway standing by the form that you've got it might get sent to the stands in that game to be (laughs) honest which you know he might I think it's happened to him once or twice but yeah he's got quite a good setup when they've all got potty mouths so they kind of rotate I think the aggression but yeah he won't like that (laughs) it's all bants anyway isn't it right um, so Thanks a lot for this anyway, Rich. It was a, it was a great insight, this. And uh, thanks for your time. And um, fingers crossed we signed Jerry Yates. If not, I do hope he goes to your your crew and you do very well yeah. this season. Yeah, please just be kind to us, man. You know, we've got a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes at the moment. So please don't exhaust everything we've worked so hard <laughs> to get back to um, by, you know, throwing your good vibes around but yeah thank you very much I thoroughly enjoyed yeah it. same and um, we'll speak um, I hope next season once our paths cross and we they will going. yeah thanks for your time Rich thank you cheers mate bye hi all just a few quick messages before you head off just like to ask if you haven't already to please leave us a rating and a review on iTunes it helps the show grow gain more exposure so if you go to seasiderspodcast.co.uk forward slash review that'll redirect you to the iTunes review site so if you could do that that'd be greatly appreciated just to make you aware you can listen to this show on all major podcast platforms including Spotify Pocket Casts and Google Podcasts and if you're not listening to this on a podcast app I highly encourage you to do so because it is the best way to listen because you get them sent automatically if you're on social media we are on there so please do give us a follow if you're not doing so already we're on facebook twitter and youtube seasiders pod is my handle so i'm sure if you search for that or just seasiders podcast you'll find us on there so if social media is not your thing we do have an email list so if you want to sign up to that you'll get an email whenever we do release a new show so go to seasiderspodcast.co.uk forward slash email and sign up there And finally, if you do enjoy what we're doing here and you want to chip in a few quid every month to help pay for our production costs and gear upgrades, please consider joining our Patreon supporter programme where you'll get lots of exclusive content and services in return. So head on over to seasiderspodcast.co.uk forward slash support to find out more. Right, I promise that's the last you'll hear from me. See you on the next pod.
Over and out. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.